How's it going, everybody? Adrian here from The Gaming Observer, and welcome back to the Daily News Updates for Wednesday, February the 17th. Another day, another opportunity to talk about some video game news. Let's jump right in. Uh, first things first, let's talk about Starbreeze. These are the developers of Payday because they have reported on their full-year financials, which have been pretty eventful ever since they nearly collapsed in late 2018. So, of course, 2019, disastrous for them, as they recovered from all of the debt they were in. Uh, 2020, a little bit better. Numbers, of course, are still down, but they're recovering. And Payday is still their main driver of revenue, so uh, that franchise actually brought in 93% of their $14 million of revenue. And the CEO of the company made pretty optimistic comments about the future of Starbreeze. They're obviously positioning Payday at the front of their business. And in fact, Payday 2 had a tremendous 2020 and became the largest community on Steam with a player base of 7.1 million. Now, that's a statement that they've made, and I haven't been able to find where that comes from. But the direct quote is biggest game community, whatever that means. Anyway, if it's true, that's a pretty wild statistic. And uh, here's what he said, quote, Starbreeze is a much stronger company today than it was one year ago. We are hugely confident, thirsting for revenge, and thrilled to be able to focus to the max on developing our IP with Payday front and center, end quote. Now, they're still searching for a publisher for Payday 3, uh, but they are, of course, optimistic that they'll get one. That'll sustain them until they get the sales from that game. Microsoft have announced a new Xbox-branded wireless headset selling for 100 American dollars, and it's coming out this March. Uh, looks pretty good, honestly. It's going to be compatible with uh, Xbox consoles, Windows 10, and Android devices, and all of that is going to work through Bluetooth. No dongle required for Xbox consoles, like most headsets. Now, of course, for wireless headsets, what do you care about? It's probably the battery, so they say it has 15 hours of battery per charge. And then it also has a bunch of quality of life features. You're going to be able to balance game and voice chat volumes. There's background noise filtering on the attached microphone. You can even connect to multiple devices at once. So you could theoretically listen to the music on your phone and then be in a party chat on Xbox or whatever, play a game and still hear that audio. So pretty cool. Feel free to check that out. Okay, so you know Fortnite likes to do in-game events, but their newest one is probably one of the coolest ones that I've seen so far. So they're calling it Short Night, and it's basically a film festival. So every 30 minutes, they play 12 shorts that will play in the game's non-combat mode, Party Royale. And apparently they've done some film stuff before, so you can either sit in front of the big screen to watch it, or you can have it play picture-in-picture picture while you're running around the map, playing the various minigames. And so anyway, if you want to watch that, it's going to kick off on the 20th for 24 hours. That's this Saturday. And I just wanted to mention it, because I think that it's really cool that video games can do stuff like this now. And I mean, especially because, you know, Fortnite has such a young demographic, the fact that they can promote things like shorts, and maybe get kids interested in, like, film, and different forms of media, I don't know. I think that's really cool. Okay, normally I don't talk about announcements of announcements, but this one is particularly notable, because we're getting a Nintendo Direct... So it's happening today, February the 17th at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific. Of course, you can find it on youtube.com slash Nintendo. And this is notable because it is the first Nintendo Direct proper since September of 2019. It's been like a year and a half. It is also the longest Nintendo Direct to ever be broadcast. It's going to be 50 minutes long, which seems to indicate that they're going to have more than usual to announce, I hope. 
they do sometimes drag on a bit by giving super specific details about the games they announce, but hopefully that's not the case this time. So what are we going to see? Who knows? But the elephant in the room is that it's Zelda's 35th anniversary, and they celebrated that extensively for Mario. So, of course, I'll fill you in on all of the details about that tomorrow if you don't want to watch it yourself. But there you have it, folks. That's all of the news for today. Once again, a pretty slow news day. I'd like to thank you so much for tuning in. Of course, back with the news tomorrow, all the news from the Direct, among others. And until then, happy gaming, everyone. TGO After Show. Hello and welcome. Hey, you know what I started playing recently? It's a game called Monster Train, and I am almost 100% going to be talking about this on a weekend show at some point, but it's probably going to be after I've sunk a lot of time into it. Because Monster Train is like Slay the Spire on, you know, insert drug here. Now, if you don't know what either of those games are, they are deck building roguelikes. So you build up a deck of cards over the course of a run, and the run is procedurally generated or randomly generated to fight certain enemies, have certain items available in a shop, etc., etc. And Slay the Spire was kind of the, I guess you would call it landmark game, because there were examples of this kind of thing before Slay the Spire, but Spire is really the game that, that took off. And when it took off, I put a lot of time into it. I've been playing it continuously since 2017, something like that. Close to 500 hours in that game. And I've been recommended Monster Train a couple of times over the past year or so. I believe it came out... Well, let me just Google it here. Monster Train released... Oh, in May of 2020. I didn't even realize that. Did it? Was it in early access? No, it didn't go into early access. Interesting. Anyway, so Monster Train is just another deck-building roguelike. Except, I don't know, there's just so much more going on, I guess. Like, Slay the Spire feels like a very finely crafted experience where every card has been given hours and hours of thought over regarding balancing, and the characters have been very specifically designed. And maybe they did that for Monster Train, but when I look at Monster Train, I'm like, holy cow, they just threw everything at the wall here and was, you know, they're going to see what sticks. And normally that would sound like a bad thing, but it's actually an extremely good thing. It opens up the, the room for way more variety. Every run can look so much different from each other. And also the thing that I really love about Monster Train is that there's so much going on. There's That means there's also so much to accomplish. You know, for example, I think they offer like five or six different characters to choose from. When you play that game, you have a primary character and a secondary character. And they encourage you to do every possible combination that you can. So, you know, if you're primary red and secondary green, then that's one achievement. Then the reverse of that, primary green, secondary red. And then do that again, but for every single class that they have. And then, oh, you know, obviously that's just the tip of the iceberg. I mean, they want you to win a run at least once with every single card. They have ascension levels where the game gets progressively more difficult the higher the ascension level is. They encourage you to have win streaks. I mean, basically everything possible that you can track in a game like that, they track it. And my inner nerd really loves it. It's the kind of thing that I wish Slay the Spire actually had. So anyway, I've only sunk a few hours into it so far, but I can already tell I'm going to enjoy it a lot. We'll see if it has the legs that Slay the Spire did. I think the only downside at the moment is that it is a little bit more complex. There's more, like, way more keywords. You kind of have to worry about three battles at once instead of one. So many different things going on that, like, normally with games like this, I'll do it at the same time as listening to podcasts or something like that. And I'm not able to do that right now because it just takes way too much concentration. But obviously, if I just get a little bit more familiar with the game, maybe that'll change. 
Anyway, Monster Train. If you've played it, let me know what you think of it. That's all for today, folks. Thank you for joining me, and I'll be back tomorrow. See you then.